What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Fire Talk here with the It's Lit Reviews team. I'm Jake, joined by Adam, Cole, Matt, and Aaron with our episode of Friday Fun, where we are discussing any and all things related to fan theory. I won't say any and all things related to fan theories because a lot of them turn real nasty real quick. Um, <laughs> I guess that's fan fiction, though. That's actually. fan fiction. I'm, I'm that's fan fiction. We're just talking fan theories. We're not talking fan fiction on this podcast. That's a whole nother episode. I, I think that we're probably not going to get into. <laughs> with the idea of we we always do a lot of speculating, especially with uh, like Loki and all the Marvel movies and how they're going to tie everything together. That's always been a fun thing for us. And so we we got we got the idea here to talk through all the other great fan theories that are out there, usually by amazing fans identifying just the craziest Easter eggs, like the. Uh, connection between walking dead and breaking bad uh but there are some tenuous other ones that have best. tenuous at best uh, Easter egg. but there are others that have a lot more weight to them uh and so we're going to talk through some of our favorites as well as our least favorite or dumbest fan theories that are out there uh who wants to go first i'll let, I'll let the group open it up here i'll go first all right cole's cole called dibs go for it cole i'll go yeah because i I don't know who might, somebody might take this, Matt. Uh, <laughs> oh, he so knew my, exactly who was taking it if you say it. <laughs> uh, so my uh, my favorite fan theory is Toby Flenderson is the Scranton Strangler. Oh, no. No? Mm. Oh, that's, that, that's I mean, the office. How'd you, why do you think you would take that when it's not even like the best show on television? Anyways, I will move on from that trash. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean... The, there's a whole YouTube video about it. The evidence is there. Toby Flenderson, and he feels so guilty about sending this other guy to prison, and he's on, you know, the jury that convicts. And like, it's just, it's there, man. It's his car. He is driving his car, and his car is missing from the parking lot. And he's not there the day that they have the big uh, chase with through Scranton with the police. And the car that they're chasing is the same car that Toby drives. I'm just saying, man, it's there. There's a whole YouTube video. Talk about talk about your uh, perfect crime though, that you get selected to be on the jury to sentence the other guy. Like, Honestly. yeah, I know. Like, uh, you and when he goes to visit the guy after the guy, he after he gets convicted and he goes and visits him because he wants to tell him he doesn't think he's the Scranton Strangler. The dude beats the crap out of him in prison. Like, I'm sorry, man. There's just too much evidence <laughs> pointing to Toby. Yeah, it seems Plus, like Toby's a very violent worst. reaction. So. Toby yeah. is the worst. He's everything that's wrong with the paper industry today. <laughs> God, I'm bored. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I had to. You guys know I'm the self-proclaimed not a fan of anyway. If we're talking like, office fan theories, I like the theory that uh, Kevin is actually really smart and is embezzling <laughs> money from the company the entire time. Yes. Any that evidence to that, or just just straight up fun? Uh, there's one episode where he makes some comment about like they're talking about fraud and he's like that sounds like what I do every I day do every day <laughs> and the fact that like in the casino episode he like he comes out of the Kevin character and Brian Baumgartner he basically plays Brian Baumgartner and he's got a world series of poker bracelet and he won the like low hold you know whatever and I'm like oh, wait a second Kevin couldn't is not smart enough to win a world series of poker event so that's all a part right. of it too. All right, all right, I see it. There's the he's got the numbers game going there with uh, being able to do the quick math of the odds and everything like that. You, I mean, you have to be able to do some of those calculations when you have uh, <laughs> when you're playing poker like that. If you're playing for like that kind of stakes, mm-hmm. interesting. 
All right, Aaron, that means you to go next then since you hate The Office so much. <laughs> and you don't want to hear any more theories about it. Well, I was trying to find something more original to say, but the being put on the spot. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I have always liked the fan theory about Harry Potter that um, the Dursleys are extra mean to Harry less because of his magic and more because he's a horcrux. Like yes, they, they are extra mm-hmm. cruel to him. Like, I don't think they ever really would have liked him much. They're still very prejudiced, but, and that's definitely would be a part of it. But I don't think they would have been so terribly loathsome to him if he didn't like actively make them feel hateful when he was around. And we think about how long he was around with them uninterrupted. Like when you think about Ron carrying the Horcrux, as long as he takes a break, he's fine. But like this kid was just living in their house and think about how little kids can like, can't leave their house until a certain point. Cause they just have to be cared for. Mm-hmm. So that they were just constantly poisoned. The theory, by this the thing. theory is close to valid, but he's not a Horcrux. So. Hey, yes. what you talking what, about? What do you mean he's not a Horcrux? Have you, he has, he has to, to die. intentionally make a Horcrux. Have you are you, are you familiar with a work called Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows? <laughs> <laughs> the final book of the Harry Potter. Like, the only way the Voldemort <laughs> dies is because of that. No, no. Adam missed that. Voldemort chapter. would have had to intentionally made him a Horcrux. It's a different no. Place that's not where his Dumbledore soul was says. so fractured that another piece chipped off when he tried to kill him. Even though yeah, it was, it was an unintentional, unintentional piece. version. Do not challenge me on Harry Potter trivia. <laughs> <laughs> my my only pushback to that, Aaron, is so like in the whole Deathly Hallows where they're camping and all that, and everybody's carrying it, and like they're carrying it on them as they carry it longer, it gets worse. Now, if Harry's a Horcrux his entire life, why doesn't he have? Why isn't I mean, he he's so pretty negative? angsty? Yeah, but yeah. that's just being a teenager. <laughs> have you read the four- Goblet of Fire? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've read it and I've seen it, and I feel well, like he's just I an mean, angsty teenager. There are times, I mean, there are times where he gets in significant fights with both of his closest friends too, which happens to anybody. But there, I mean, they would have to be extra. I'm not, resilient I'm not saying I don't. I don't. I'm not saying I don't love the theory because I think it's a really cool theory, but. And actually, Cole, you made me think of something else, though, too, about that theory, because it was one of those theories that I did. I absolutely love. And it was one of the ones that when I first like read it, I was like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Like, I love that. But to what you just said, too, if they were in proximity, uh, Harry and Hermione would still be suffering like the negative effects of the necklace, even though Ron was holding it or vice versa. But like whoever's not carrying it seems to be perfectly fine. I think a big part of the theory stems from just like he lived with them for 10 years like just the sheer amount of contact he had like that that's what all right it was a gradual like if i'm gonna buy into this making them nasty people kind of like radiation and builds and builds and builds over time yeah Mm. exactly it's a chernobyl thing doesn't radiation get weaker and weaker and weaker over time i think there's a problem with your theory no he's saying the more more you're you're exposed to radiation Oh, okay. yeah, I gotcha, gotcha. The longer I read it for that half life to, to go. I did just find another interesting one, not to go twice, but it's one we've talked about before. Wow. wow. Just well, fine. You go ahead, Matt. I'll wait till my turn again. <laughs> Rat. No, go ahead. Go ahead. This was this is only because we've talked about the I'll ending of Inception so much. So this is that the theory that the top is not actually Cobb's totem, his wedding ring is. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I, I hadn't wife. heard this one before. Is that like, well, because then they say in the movie that the, the, the top was originally his wife's. And then once she died, he kind of adopted it. But uh, one fan noticed the Easter egg that um, he's always wearing his wedding ring in the dream sequences. Um, but he's not always when he's awake. 
he doesn't wear his wedding ring when he's awake, but it's always in the dream sequences. And he does always tell people like, oh, you should never tell anyone else how your totem works, but he freely explains how his totem works to literally- All the time, yeah. (laughs) And he's not wearing the wedding ring in the last scene when you're waiting to see if the top falls or not. Which as somebody as adept as he is in like this uh, dream espionage world, like freely explain that to somebody who would want to try to use it against him would make a ton of sense that he would then come back and be like, ha, sucker, that's not my real totem. You don't know a thing. It could also be just Mm -hmm. like a fatalistic thing. Like he- like there's a part of him that's trying to get trapped in a dream. Like, uh, so he wouldn't wow. have to labor again. <laughs> All right, here we are. That's a little anyway, it wasn't it wasn't that long of one, but I, that one's one I hadn't really heard before. I think that's interesting, or hadn't noticed before. I should say, Matt, what do you got for us? Uh, my favorite fan theory is that Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus is a <laughs> oh time lord. Oh my god! <laughs> it makes complete sense. She has wrong. a time. T- she has a ship that can travel through time and space and change its appearance. You know, yeah. Shape and size. I don't hate that one. I've had. I have uh, When she does travel through time and space, pretty much always some sort of crazy antics happen. That's so doctor. So, like, I must say, we're talking doctor. I must say, so we're talking like Doctor Who. She'd be like a time lord. What we're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Not like a guardians. The only issue is she doesn't. Mind. She Not doesn't guardians. regenerate. She doesn't regenerate. I mean, not that uh, I've seen. How many seasons was Magic School Bus? How many times did she get injured to the point where she would need to regenerate? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, know. she's a like fifth grade teacher. Like, she's not gonna. She doesn't, she doesn't really seem to age a whole lot with the class. That's true. true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this fan theory. I'm on board. It's it's totally believable, and and I feel like makes Miss Frizzle a little more fun, honestly. Like. Yeah, which is like what the she needed to be more fun. Do. Like, that kind of fits in with like her crazy clothes and stuff too, and her general mm-hmm. eccentricity. I dig it. Yeah, it's a great theory. Agreed, Adam. I got a feeling of which one you're going for, but I want to. I want to hear it from you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm going with the uh, Darth Jar Jar. Uh, that's exactly what I'm going with. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I knew it. I love it. I'm on board with everything about it. It would make it would make everything in the Star Wars universe that much better. Because Matt, to your point, it, it makes be about episode the one so much better. It would make them better if it were true. Yeah. Tell me why it's false. Go for it. Do it. Because there's zero actual evidence in the movie for it. There's a ton of evidence. You've seen the YouTube video. Oh my god, I have not. Oh, you <laughs> need you to watch. Totally watch it. You'd be on board. All right. Darth Jar Jar. Yep. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I think it would have been a great way to go for the story, but I don't like. There's, there's no evidence that that's actually where they went with anything. Oh no, it was a hundred percent not planned. It was just more. It was better genius storytelling by whoever came up with the fan theory than anything they put together since. On purpose, yeah. <laughs> no, I am a hundred percent on board with that. It would have made a. Seeing it after then episode six would have been interesting of what they would have done with like the sequel trilogy to to shoehorn him back in because he okay. kind of disappears after episode two. He has like a spot appearance here and there from in two and three. Well, uh, it's because everybody hated him and they had to get Yeah, him. exactly. Forget Palpatine. Jar Jar would have been the big bad of the whole thing. He would have well, been his father. Especially like after Palpatine died in episode six, like you're talking about like the dark side's coming back resurgent. They're supposed to be a Sith Lord somewhere and instead we got a zombie palpatine pulling the strings the whole time rather than you know a fresh new sith lord which could have been jar jar <laughs> george lucas you dropped the ball if they brought jar jar back to the mandalorian 
Oh, you put Only it in the universe and someone's gonna hear you. Ron, Ron loves this theory, by the way. Ron, Ron loves that. He wants that. Sorry, uh, Aaron. I want to see it. I want to see the ridiculousness is ridiculousness that is Star Wars now. Lisa, I. The only reason I want Jar Jar to show up again is if he's a Sith Lord. If he's not a Sith Lord, I don't want to see him ever again or right, hear him. Give us a Jar. Give us validation. Just give us a Jar Jar sitcom. <laughs> they I'd watch skip, that. Do they like stutter the scary opera music when he's walking and he trips? <laughs> like the Sith Lord, like da, 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 like da. Like what? <laughs> so the idea there is that that's all intentional. Like he is Great. similar similar to Cole's theory, uh, the second theory on the office or Matt's one that he tossed in about Kevin. I think it's mm. Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he it's just all an act. He plays the bumbling idiot to avoid suspicion. Yep. He's pulling. Or what a... if what if he is just a bumbling idiot and we get Jar Jar the incompetent Sith Lord? <laughs> like, there you go. That would be. I take that too. This okay. Absurd comedy about. <laughs> as long as he's a Sith Lord, I'm on board. Someone's gonna hear you, and someone's gonna make this. I'm sure. Think about the merchandising. <laughs> Think about the merchandising. Disney would eat. They'd get so much money from this. I'm, I'm just oh pushing this forward because Aaron's freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I already hate everything Star Wars that they're doing anymore. So let's see. That's not true. You don't hate the Mandalorian. Don't lie. Oh. I mean, do you remember the end of season? Yes, yes, do do? yes. We don't so, need to rehash that. One of the other Star Wars fan theories, since we're on Star Wars at the moment, yeah. doesn't involve Jar Jar, but involves what? Ashana? Ashoka. 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 And that if Darth Vader doesn't kill her and she's not around, then the. Last three movies never happen within the timeline, so they're separated. What? Because because the uh, baby the Mandalorian Yoda. happens after Episode Six, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know why why her being around though would because she's the one that leads him to Luke. But if she's not around to lead him to Luke, then that never actually happens. Oh. The dark side gets the baby, creates Snoke, oh. and now you have. I need to read more about this theory. <laughs> My brain's exploding it. a little bit. Yeah, this sounds convoluted, very, but I like it. Was it was very interesting. I was like, I hate this and love it all at the same time. Like this is, it's a way to separate the the last three. If you mean so. we get to get rid of the last three movies, I'm on board. You yep. haters. <laughs> I don't except, mind the movies themselves. I just don't think they were a good trilogy. Except Snoke was just a failed clone of Palpatine. So, yeah. Computer, yep. computer generated. Ugh. All right. Happier note and non-Star Wars related. My favorite fan theory that hasn't been talked about already is I read one the other day that I can't remember now and I'm really upset about it. But <laughs> the, oh, this, is actually, this is actually my second choice mm-hmm. is uh, the Pixar Connected Universe. So that all yeah, yeah, Pixar yeah. movies mm-hmm. take place oh, inside I, of I the agree same timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is... They're, they're called Easter eggs. People. I'm about to say, shut up. I know that. I'm, you're taking away everything I'm going to talk about here. I understand that they're doing a lot of Easter eggs inside of this whole process of the fan theory. And it is a very long fan theory for anybody who's listening who hasn't heard about it yet. If you watch like the YouTube video, it's like a whole like 25-minute explanation. It's crazy. Um but there's a lot of non-Easter eggs inside of that, like brands staying the same, by and large, is a big one that continues into Wally. 
that mm-hmm. has been consistent throughout the entire Pixar universe. That's more than an Easter egg at some point. Like that's starting to become a continuity piece. One of the movies literally has sentient two, three of the movies have sentient cars. Yes. It's in the future. <laughs> Come on now. So all I'm of, on so board with this in the Pixar connected universe, then all of humanity eventually gets destroyed and is replaced by cars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the that's how the, sold it. I believe that's how the theory goes. But they're actually transformed into cars. Is that through radiation or something like that? Because that makes zero sense. <laughs> Aliens. 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 See, there's no good explanation for this. There's no good explanation for you either, but you know. Well, when a man and a woman no, no, love each other, I said that's what happens. Ew, I said that's what happens when you have tequila. <laughs> No. All right. So, what about the ones we don't like? Matt, you get to go first. I got another one that I like. Can I throw out the other one that I like? Ah, yes. So, the other one that I like that I read was Disney, and it revolves around Frozen and the trolls being the actual evil ones in the movie. Oh, I read this. And that they're the ones that actually manipulate uh, because they want Anna and Kristoff together. Mm. They they're the ones that do the manipulation and turn. I mean, that's a lot to go through just to get two people to like each other. <laughs> no, no, like not they're not they're not manipulating uh, Elsa. They're manipulating Hans and mm. the path that he takes with their magic. Mm. With their magic. Not having spent significant amounts of time with children of the age of four, I don't know that I know Frozen well enough, having seen it once to debate this theory. <laughs> I'm sure you probably haven't memorized by now. Yes, I do. Yes, I, yeah. There was some shame in that voice. I yes, just don't I do. see it. <laughs> I, I don't do. see it. The troll magic is not like red or black, so it's not evil magic. So this is what Disney we're talking about. <laughs> All magic that you use could be Depends on evil the user. magic. Yep. And it's not like they really do anything, right? They just manipulate him enough to make him be the one that to separate him and Anna. I mean, see, we never even see any interaction between Hans and the trolls. It's magic, bro. Come on now. No, 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 no. There's no evidence for this theory. I mean, we're we're playing with the evidence. Show me the evidence. All right, I got your evidence because it's on my uh, other theory. The lyrics are pretty clear. Get the fiance out of the way. Listen, roll out the beautiful mind uh, whiteboard or shut it. <laughs> I want to see the string. I need a no, wall kidding. with red string. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't believe that you believe right. it until I see that. All right, I got your wall of red string here. My okay. The one I found was about signs, the movie. M. Night Shyamalan, everybody's friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this theory is that the aliens that invade Earth are actually demons. Oh, I'm on board with this one. And the, the reasoning behind it, there's a lot of really good evidence for this. Number one... The aliens are described by a number of people differently, and it would be how that person would most uh, likely perceive mm-hmm. a threat uh, or a type of troublemaker. Um, number two, there's no advanced alien technology that's being used. Uh, like the UFOs aren't actually caught on film at all. Uh, they mm-hmm. are seen as lights in the sky. There is no advanced weaponry that they're bringing. There's no like lasers they have trouble breaking through wood for pete's sake like come on and then number four three four i don't know where i'm at actually i lost track number e. d number d is right 
the <laughs> aliens or, de- or the alien slash demons are affected by water as if it was holy water. And to go with that, like this is two-parter, the daughter that keeps placing all the water around the house when she was born was constantly referred to as angelic or like an angel or angel-like. And so mm-hmm. the thought is that she is essentially leaving holy water all over the house to- Kind of protect the family. Protect the but family, it- burn the demons. Thematically, the entire movie is about a priest's crisis of faith. So facts. Mm-hmm. And that's part of how he sees them too as a test, like the aliens in general are just a test of his faith. I, don't I haven't seen that movie too. in years. There you go. I mean, There's your facts. From a from a plot standpoint, I don't know if this is story this theory is true, but from a thematic standpoint, it's definitely true, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm following. All right. So what do we don't like? What fan theories don't we like? Matt apparently doesn't like any of them. Unless they got all the facts. I need facts, people. Cold hard evidence. I think the, no, there's I, no cold hard evidence in fan theories. No, that's why it's a theory. No, there yeah. are plenty. See, that's what differentiates a good theory from a bad theory. The evidence. That's true. All right, you get to go first then, Matt. What don't you like? Uh, I least don't favorite. like the fan theory that season eight of Game of Thrones was a good show. Uh, <laughs> that's not a fan theory. That's a fact. That's a. That's not a, That is not a theory. Is right. Um, I mean, I hate any theory where it boils down to like this character is dead the whole time, or this character is just dreaming the whole time. Like anything along those lines. Like I hate him because again, there's no yeah. never any like solid evidence for it. It's just like, well, yeah, they could be dreaming the whole time. How the hell would we know? Like. <laughs> yeah, those are those those just feel lazy to me. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, it just lack. Again, it it doesn't add anything interesting to to the thing you're making a theory about. Like, yeah. just okay, so they're yeah. dreaming the whole time. What does that mean? Like, I must say, they're usually really flimsy too. On like the uh, like the reasons why they think they're dreaming. It's. I'll tell you my least favorite version of it the theory that all of the uh, Rugrats babies are figments of Angelica's imagination. First of all, because that's oh. way too dark for a children's show. Yeah, I don't love that at all. I thought you were going to pick a different one. For well, that. And, and like that would mean like all of the parents interacting with the babies would be figments of her imagination too. Like they interact with the babies quite frequently. Like it's not yeah. like it's a random. Yeah, I don't like that theory at all. No, I'm on board. The theory. I don't like the one about the shining being about faking the moon landing. <laughs> wait what yeah so there's a theory that uh according to some conspiracy theorists the shining is kubrick's secret confession for working with the government to stage the apollo 11 moon landing in 1969 and they reference things like originally the haunted rooms number was 217 in the novel and they changed it to 237 because the moon is 237,000 miles away from earth oh. Oh my gosh. Okay. At least it was at the time. Right. And then like they, they, they claim that like, instead of being the single slain child, that's actually in the book, it's the creepy twins, the nod to the Gemini program. And like twins. Cause that's way creepier. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And then there's one scene where Danny wears an Apollo 11 USA hand knitted sweater. And they're like, Oh, that's it. That's the cherry on top. It's all a, it's all a nod to that. Like I'm pretty sure it's about a kid 
hallucinating in a hotel with a psychotic father, but okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's all kinds of symbolism in The Shining. I don't know about this. I don't though. think about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, plus, you guys still believe in the moon? Like, come on. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple. That's just a light. It's just a light. It's just a light. So, oh, the Truman Show. I'll admit, I got really deep into this conspiracy theory uh, back in like eighth grade because I was a kid and didn't know any better. Um, like, I found a lot of really compelling evidence until I re- until like I read more facts around like it would have cost more to like use the technology required to fake the moon landing than it actually would have cost just go to, to the moon to send the pe- this to actually spend this or send the spaceship to the moon. So, uh, plus we were in a dramatic race with Russia. Do you think? We really could have kept it secret that we faked the moon landing for the and past Russia wouldn't have called us out. Years. Yeah, <laughs> right. All right, what Cole? What don't, what don't you like? Okay, so you guys all know I think that the uh, Back to the Future trilogy is the best trilogy of all time. Um, so there's a fan theory that's floating on the internet that says Doc Brown is trying to commit suicide with the DeLorean in the first one by pulling. So when he is remote control uh, with. Uh, Einstein in the car, he's remote controlling the car or whatever. And then he stands in front of the car and pulls Marty in in front of him. And they say that's him trying to commit the- or commit suicide because the majority of his stuff doesn't work. It's usually a failure. And why is this one going to work? And I just, I think that that's not a good theory. I think it's bad. And why would you try to ruin such a great trilogy like that? I mean, why would he yeah. try to kill Marty too? Like, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that doesn't even make logical sense no witnesses yeah. and like he's a crazy doctor he, like nothing and there's does, no suicidal tendencies going on yeah, here, like nothing like, he does in the rest of the movies would indicate that he's like in any way depressed or suicidal yeah, he's way like, too excited to see if this works when they're all like you don't set 15 million clocks in your house to go off to make sure that you get to do something like yeah mm-hmm. well not to mention he's like in the wild west where you know it would have been very easy for him to die <laughs> Yeah, there's a million ways to yeah yeah like a million ways to die in the west oh my god. gosh oh god guys are just insufferable you're welcome i love it <laughs> and jar jar is coming it's gonna happen jar jar's gonna be in next uh. season <laughs> adam what do you got what's your what's your least favorite fan theory uh it was one that was brought up in our pre-show and it, it, it's that Ferris Bueller is a figment of Cameron's imagination. So you don't like this one? I don't like this one. Mm-hmm. I think this probably on the same vein as to why Matt doesn't like like the whole uh, dead slash asleep type thing. But explain why. I, uh, it just doesn't like there. Are, I guess there are aspects of it that you could be like, all right, I buy this. But then there's just like there's too many other players that would have to also be figments for it to actually be legit. Yeah, I mean, is he imagining it every time someone else talks about Ferris? Like, that would make sense. Like is the, the girlfriend thing, imaginary too? Is it the girlfriend has to be imaginary too? The whole thing would have to be imaginary, and it's just Cameron's head. Is it just a dream that he's having yeah. in bed? Right in the insane asylum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his room is pretty dreaming bare. while he's dying in well, an insane his, asylum. His dad's abusive too, so he is yeah. traumatized, but. I just don't, I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy it either, but. I don't either. Just people wanting to complicate a movie that doesn't need to be complicated. Right. It's just about some kids skipping school. Like good things be good. Just enjoy that. All right, people, just enjoy that. Facts. All right, I got, I got two of these to drop on you guys real quick. The one, 
The one is about the Marvel Connected Universe, and that's that Loki actually. Ah. Yeah, you guys thought. You thought you were going to get away with it. I didn't think. (laughs) I knew it was coming. I just didn't know where. Uh, So (laughs) in the first Avengers, the the theory states that uh, Loki's plan was actually to fail all along, uh, which I think is just a a lazy it's just it's, i don't like it because it's lazy as a fan theory in my opinion like it's just like oh yeah he meant to get sent back to asgard so that he could eventually escape and no and like he had no way of escaping he had no way of knowing that thor and was he doesn't come escape out. like he gets let out like exactly that's <laughs> why i know nothing that he does like. i'm about to say that would be far more crazy level planning than realistically possible so that's why i don't Plus, like that theory there's absolutely no way that loki's ego is okay with failing on that grand of a scale like, oh for sure <laughs> that big of a stage absolutely not the second one and this is the one i have more i have kind of a love hate with this one uh, because plot wise it makes a ton of sense thematic wise so opposite i think what we talked about before matt thematically it doesn't make any sense and it's about the matrix and so the idea the fan theory states that the matrix the humans yeah. actually won the war against the machines oh when, that's when they the when they blacked out the sky they actually won the war against the machines and they reprogrammed the remaining she- machines because now the earth was essentially uninhabitable at the surface uh they reprogrammed the machines to essentially tend to them while they're in this idealistic stasis world where they are essentially living out life in this computer program um and then when the machine, when the person actually dies in the matrix, the machines come and harvest them. And that's how the world works. Uh, the re- and then plot wise, it makes a lot of sense because if Zion were to actually free everybody inside of the matrix, they would not have the space or resources to actually take care of that many people. Yeah. Uh, and so it doesn't make sense for them to want to. Those are kind of like the crazy people with living with the, the Zion community would be essentially the like preppers. your tinfoil hat people that are yeah mm-hmm. making sure the machines stay in line, but also like weary of the matrix and all of its uh, craziness. And so, like I said, I like it for the plot wise because plot wise it makes sense. Like there's a ton, there's tons of science behind like humans aren't great energy sources for like a machine. Like we would be terrible batteries. Like not great. Um, but at the well, same time, like thematically, the result of a script change. It was originally supposed to be that humans were might used as microprocessors. Uh, oh, interesting. Which makes a lot more sense. That would make more sense. So as batteries, not sense. Uh, In the '90s, they just didn't think enough people had that le- the level of computer knowledge that's to understand probably true. that. So it's 2021. I don't know if enough people would have the knowledge to understand that still. Um, <laughs> but the thematically, it just doesn't make any sense because we. Thematically, the well, story is all about like sacrifice. I mean, it's a direct analogy to the Bible, essentially, for or at least the story of Jesus and sacrificing himself to save Zion and all the people. I mean, I wouldn't call it an analogy for the Bible, but it's definitely biblical. There are themes. parallels. Yeah. Um, parallels. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Neo is absolutely a Christ figure in the Matrix. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I hate it. I, I love it there there's something to the idea that like you i mean you're saying that humans won the war but in effect did they win the war at that point yep. like mm-hmm. that they just like submitted themselves to the machines anyway like yep and that's why it's like i that's why i i had that love hate with it because it's like it makes sense but it doesn't make sense <laughs> like sure like logically like that could work but in, in that to your point did they really win or is that still losing 
just because they reprogrammed the machines to keep them in this state, like the machines are still yeah, they're running still, wild on the earth. Like you're it trapped in a computer. Well, and they're still dependent on the machines for their mm-hmm. survival at that point. So yeah. Food for thought on that one. Mm. Any final uh Maybe we'll any... get some answers in Matrix 4. Any <laughs> I am interested in what the whole plot of that movie is gonna be. I mean be, it's be happening. Yep. Uh any thoughts from the group? Uh, any other theories? Just like the name of the theory you want to throw out. Yeah, I, I got one that just came up on our Slack thread and I read through while we were talking. Go for uh, it. The Rock is a James Bond movie. Like the Sean Connery. Oh, the yeah. Rock. yeah, yeah. Sean Connery. Yeah. And, it, and based on what I'm reading here, it really lines up well. <laughs> mm. I like it. Any others? So. Jack Dawson from Titanic is actually Jay Gatsby. I have like that one. I I have always liked that one. No, that's not even with him being a time traveler. That just lines up with him being roughly 20 on the Titanic and roughly around the time of the Great Gatsby. Because if you remember, he's saved from the ocean. No, if you remember, he's the Jay Gatsby character is saved from the ocean by like their sailing scenes. Uh, Okay. The Gatsby character too makes so. him a huge asshole for not going back to Rose though. I yeah. know she, she didn't share the door. Would you go? She back? didn't share the door. She gets no more. <laughs> oh, makes so you wonder. The, the, my favorite fan theory the, is that she couldn't have shared the door. It would have said. Here, here's the plot for that one, Matt. That why how that works. She changes her name. He doesn't look for his name. He's looking for her name, and it's not on the list. Mm. That's true because she does give them his name when she gets when they at the end of the movie when they rescue Rose her Dawson. all right i <laughs> no i my favorite I think fan that theory is that the old lady is a bitch for throwing that necklace into the ocean. That's not a fan theory. That's... <laughs> and on that note, thank y'all for tuning into this episode of Friday Fun. We appreciate it. If you haven't already, uh, make sure you like it or uh, like the podcast. Follow the podcast. I don't know exactly what it's called for podcast. Download terms, the podcast. Do the promoted. stuff with the podcast. Yeah, do something to support the podcast, and we because we appreciate that. Uh, if you have your own fan theories that you love or hate, or you have your own thoughts around what we've talked about, we'd love to hear from you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of those social media platforms. We're there. Uh, and if you don't, then that's okay too. You can still hit us up. Uh, until next time, enjoy all your other streaming and all the fan theories that go with it. Yeah.